Elena. Yo. We got a guest today. I'm pretty excited about this. I guest. know you are. Um, I guess they know about it already because it's in the title of the, of the. So I can't really tease it. It's mm. not. It's not a surprise, but it. It's. Oh, we had tamales today. Our neighbor brought us tamales. That, that was, was a surprise. A surprise. <laughs> Welcome to So Taco. Two side hustles in a microphone with So Bonita and Taco Gear. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of So Taco. What's that? Uh, I have my phone connected to Bluetooth because um, we're going to get on a call so the text message shows um, up. You couldn't turn your cards the other way? I didn't want to. Oh, okay. I wanted them this way to pull them out. I see. They don't know what you're talking about. I know. So Cindy, our tattoo artist, who is also a like a vintage. She's been a guest in the podcast. Yes. Um, she gifted you a cassette, a tape like cassettes yeah. holder made out of like solid wood. So if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that I collect decks of playing cards, custom yeah. ones, and, and I got to design my own and release those. Well, um, they are the same size as a cassette tape. If you are too young to know what that is, oh my Google. God, thank you for listening <laughs> to this old podcast by two old people. So um, decks old of- Old people. Well, because they don't know what a cassette <laughs> is. So it holds, it holds 96 or 94 cassette tapes. Um, but anyway, a deck of playing cards is the same size. Fits in each slot. Yeah, so she gave me, I had talked to her about that. It came up during one of our last sessions and she had said something like, oh, I have one. And then she told me that she uh, she had one and she was going to give it to me. And I was like, really? No, I'll buy. Said, no, we've had it at the house. So when I went back to meet her to film her for the taco chair, mm -hmm. spoiler, she had said, um, oh, I ended up having one. I'll give it to you the next time. Or um, I, I have it. It's in, it's in your, oh, it's in my trunk. I was like, oh, cool. Okay, so we get it. Well, she tells me that when she had went, that last time we talked, when she said she was going to give me one, she actually called, she um, went home and, and her boyfriend was like, oh, I don't have it anymore. We gave it away. He had just like got rid of it like two days before. Oh, my God. But they had had it forever. So she went hunting, you know, yeah. for her antiques and stuff. Yeah. And she came across another one and she had to get it. Oh. So she got it for She's me. She's so, so cool. Really appreciate that. Uh, all right. So we've got a guest today. Uh-huh. Lots to talk about. What's cool about this, you guys, for your side hustlers, is this brand that he has would not even, it, you wouldn't know it was a side hustle. You really wouldn't. Right. When, when you see how polished it is, when you check it out on Instagram, and we're going to talk about all that stuff. But um, his name is Mark Champion, and he is with the Ninth Inning Texas. It's a, basically a lifestyle brand for baseball fans, but he's done such an incredible job. So what I want to do is I kind of want to read just from his website. Okay. Because it will... It'll be much better than me trying to explain it. Correct. So it says Ninth Inning Texas is a lifestyle label created genuine, creating genuine and authentic on-field attire. It, it's product that celebrates and represents what the game of baseball was yesterday, is today, and will be tomorrow with a little Texas kick. From wearable items to everyday consumables, we hit all the bases. Now, their motto kind of is do or die. And that's what I want to end with that he's got right here. Do or die. All that matters is that, and this is why it's called ninth inning, by the way. All that matters is what you do in the end when it's your last stand and your back's against the wall. When the other team is praying for your error, do you fold as a defeated? Do you fold as the defeated or emerge the victor? In that pressure, the heat is on and every eye is upon you. It's what you do in that moment that matters the most. It all comes down to what you do in the ninth inning. You either do or die. Choose to win. Damn. <laughs> That's pretty cool. 
Uh, so I've been following the brand for a while. I think I came across it from Garrett Holes, who was also on our podcast, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I couldn't even think. Uh, but he was a designer for some of his stuff. And again, it's just a badass polished brand. And if you like baseball, I mean, you kind of, it's it's a win-win, really. So we've got uh, him on the podcast. So this is our conversation with Mark. Mark, thanks for being on the call with us, man. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate uh, y'all wanting to do this with me. It's really cool to be here. Absolutely. I mean, as much as I want to talk about your brand, I also want to talk about all this delicious barbecue you've been making. <laughs> all right. Cool. Plus, you met a friend of mine, Eddie O, or you probably, yeah. you probably know him like way more than me. I barely met him a couple of times in Houston, but man, his stuff's good. Yeah. I uh, Right before COVID and all the craziness happened, he did a pop-up in the height and my best friend and my wife and I went out there to his pop-up at, um, I think it was DNT drive-in bar. I want to say. Yeah. And I mean the spread he had that day, I, I told my wife, like, we got to get everything. Like, we can't come in half step here. Like we're not going to be that couple. Like we're not going to get a brisket sandwich and a, and a, and a beer and go home. Like we're not going to do that. She was like, you do what you want to do. I said, bet. So, um, and I started taking pictures of Eddie that day. And from there, we kind of uh, blossomed this friendship. And he, uh, he's been a mentor to me in my barbecue and smoking skills in the backyard. So the guy's a genius. I think he's really pushing uh, the Hispanic culture into Texas barbecue, and he's doing it differently. And Yeah. Um, he's definitely making some, some waves, man. Like, the guy is just, he's sticking outside of the box, and he's doing things a lot differently. It's more of a, I, I consider Eddie's barbecue like a, um, South Texas favorite, kind of like a good cousin throwing a barbecue oh, yeah. type thing, you know? So yeah, that is great. Very cool, man. Okay. So we've already told our listeners kind of, uh, like I read, I read something from your site, like the whole, your whole do or die motto. Yeah. Which, uh, is kind of badass. So I read that <laughs> from your site. Um, so they got a really good idea of, of what it is that you do. My question to you, man, is a lot of the times in this podcast, we, we, um, we have a lot of makers, side hustlers on here, people that you know are starting brands, want to start brands, or people that just want to hear Elena and all the funny stuff she says. But all her plant stories, that's right. <laughs> uh, so really, I mean, we always advocate like just start, like whatever it is that yeah. you want to do, like you just got to start. The the, pro the it's not even a problem. The thing that I see with your brand, or at least this is the perception that I have is that holy shit like this guy started but like you went all out is is the way i saw it and maybe it's just the time that i <laughs> that i jumped on it to see your brand i didn't see it from the very beginning but tell me what the first steps were were for you when you were like i want to start this like what was it, what were the first things you did uh number one is for sure it's passion um mm -hmm. passion sells pa passion sells when you when you convey your passion into your product they're not buying your product at the end of the day. They're buying your passion. Mm -hmm. Right. So to me, I had, I have a passion, a very strong passion for, for baseball. I, I grew up playing it. I uh, played it in high school until I discovered punk rock music. And then I stopped playing and started going to shows and stuff. <laughs> but I, I've always had that passion for baseball. As long as I can remember, uh, like right now, the Astros and Rangers are playing on TV and I have a pause. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's something, and I was able to transfer that into, you know, a product and you know, what was it, like 10, like 10 years ago, I was doing laces out, um, which was a sneaker event in Corpus. We did it at house of rock two years. And then I actually pulled the trigger on American bank center one year. 
Um, and it was just for streetwear, for sneakers, you know, um, Garrett was a part of it. You guys know Garrett. He was mm-hmm. a big part of it, uh, yeah. the first three years. So I always had a fit, uh, kind of a, a thing for, um, for streetwear and clothing like that. And it got to the point where I was purchasing so many different companies and brands and their, their, you know, graphic tees. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, I really want a tee that says this, or I want to find a brand that kind of like undefeated that kind of goes towards the sports you know, uh, corner and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I wanted it just to be about baseball. So I took my, my love for Texas for baseball and for streetwear. And I kind of just threw in a pot, you know, threw in some flavor, threw in some, you know, some, some identity to it and kind of let it ride from there. And I think initially I started and it was fall of 2012. I had the idea. I started jotting down ideas at work and, um, this guy, Edgar from the Valley, it was a graphic designer. I think now he lives in LA. He designs for Rebel 8, mm. um, which is another funny story. I'd love to talk about that later on. Garrett knows what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> but Edgar designs for Rebel 8. I'll just say right now, that was supposed to be that was supposed to be Garrett's job. Garrett interviewed for the job. I think he turned it down and Edgar got it. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, wow. At so Rebel Garrett, 8? Yeah. Oh, wow. At Rebel 8. Yeah, in-house, not freelance. It was in-house stuff. So, like, you know, I remember telling Garrett back then, like, dude, you got to go for it. He's like, nah, I think he just got back home from Mishka. I think he was, like, trying to, like, find his roots in Street Serpent. But oh. anyways, that's, an- that's another story. So um, <laughs> Edgar from the Valley was like, you know, I-, I started talking to him back and forth. He's a hardcore punk rock kid. So um, I started throwing him ideas about a logo I'm thinking of. I'm, telling- I'm trying-, trying to explain the aesthetic. I'm trying to explain the vibe to him. And he comes up with this character and it's just a silhouette of a baseball player with a, a bat over his shoulder and a cigar coming out of his mouth. And we named him Hamilton Porter after the character from the Sandlot. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then he took, he took, um, four bars and he kind of made a diamond out of it and he put a really nice classy nine in the middle. And I was like, Holy shit, that's, that's incredible. And it was from there on, I kind of built the brand off of a character and a logo and the idea kind of just sprouted. It was very organic the way it just kind of came together and just went off from there. Um, I released it on social media, I believe in the fall of 2012 and we gained notoriety. Like it was like an overnight thing, man. I'm not kidding you. Like Bumby was, Bumby was posting on, uh, on Instagram like three days later. Really? Um, yeah, it was, it was like all of a sudden it, it, just, it, it caught. And I, I think I posted like three or four images. And nobody had any idea Mark Champion was behind the brand. It wasn't like I was posting my name, my face to it. I didn't come out and say anything until January 1st, 2013. So for a good three months, it ran by itself without any face. <laughs> and I think I think me doing that kind of let it let ninth inning organically become something on its own without me attached to it, I, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so January 1 came around and... I announced, hey, you know, yeah, I'm doing ninth inning. It's me, blah, blah, blah. Of course, close friends knew, knew about it already. And then I believe January 8th, we released our first uh, couple of T-shirts and caps and stuff like that. Um, wow. Did yeah, you- I, I mean, I, honestly, guys, I haven't talked about, like, the beginning, the roots of the brand in such a long time. So, like, just kind of hearing myself talk about it right now is kind of cool. I mean, it yeah. kind of just brings you back to that to that time, you know, before kids. <laughs> now I'm married. I'm married with a four year old, so it's like this is before my daughter Maris came around. You know, I I have a my my wife always tells me you have a strong bone for creativity, and if you're not being creative in some form or fashion, it, it's you're bored. And I'm like, yeah, you're so uh-huh. right. I am. 
Yeah. Yeah. No I know that feeling. Did you, okay. So it's such, it's such a cool name. Did you have any, like, was that hard for you to come up with or did that just hit? Did you have any other ideas? I did. I had, uh, I had a couple of ideas, but ninth inning just kind of rolled off the tongue nicely. Uh, at first I, I, I was hooked on the innings, the innings and yeah. it just didn't sound right. It didn't, it didn't play well together. Um, and then I thought about what the ninth inning stands for in baseball, how it's kind of a do or die situation. Yeah. You know, um, you're either going to basically, you know, strike out and go home defeated, or you're going to end up doing something that's going to win the game for your team. You know, you choose to win, you choose to lose, you know? So when your back's against the wall in life, you know, and you mm-hmm. don't have many, very many options of do or die, you know? So it's kind of a, it's kind of a mantra that people kind of adapted to outside of baseball also. And beginning the brand, a lot of people would tell me that was something that they latched onto is because it stands for a lot more than just baseball. So, yeah, no, man, it's like a life, it's like a mantra. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's really good. I, I can, I can, ad- I thought it was like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's just really badass. And you know what? <laughs> Honestly, man, like now that I think about it because of, um, I, I think immediately what you're saying about the ninth inning, like, cause we all know what that stands for. Before, even before like the way that you actually worded it uh we all know what that stands for so i think automatically we're just drawn to it you know what i mean like no, yeah no oh one's yeah gonna, no one's gonna have a first inning brand <laughs> you know what i mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? This, is our, this, this is our brand you know seventh inning stretch <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're, we're we just relax do whatever you want <laughs> yeah, no one's gonna do that um so i i know like we talk about our brands and like how we use it we use a drop shipper and all that stuff, but you go, you go hard, you go all in, you make collections from, from what I had saw, like you make a collection, you release it like summer. Like I remember the one that sticks with me all the time is the summer of 2017. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and for a reason, because of a video, which I do want to talk about in a little while, but you, to me, you go hard and it's, it's, it just makes it look like so not that it isn't legit, but so Paul, I mean, people see stuff online all the time. You know what I mean? But when yeah. when you created your collections and you released them, it's like, whoa, okay, this is for real. Like, there's no question like, oh, is this coming from China? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> where is this coming from? So, like, talk to me about your strategy on what made you just decide to just release these big collections and make them a big deal. So, I'm going to give you a little foreshadowing. Like, now, it's 2020 and everyone's asking me about ninth inning. When are you going to get back into it? And the first thing I always say, I'm either a hundred percent in mm-hmm. or I'm nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like either my entirety is in this brand and I'm not doing barbecuing. I'm not doing woodworking. I'm not doing anything. I'm doing nice things. Like, I'm, when I'm in, I'm in and I come home and I'm, I'm here in the office for four hours a night, you know, and it's yeah. tough. But, um, my mentality back then was a hundred percent go. It, it went from being a, I would, I would call it a side hustle to being a full-time gig. You know, I was, I was, I was on the cusp of quitting my, uh, my career and doing ninth inning full-time. I was so close. I kid you not. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I'm an inspector in the refineries. I've been doing it for the last 12 years and it's actually what brought me from Corpus to Houston. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Right before Hurricane Harvey, I was actually uh, about to, to make the jump, you know, and everything was lined up. And um, sometimes I think when you believe in yourself so much, you believe in the risk and you believe the risk will pay off. And my wife was on board. Um, we were, we were going to do it. 
you know, um, and then Harvey happened and I said, no, we can't, not right now. We got to kind of step back a little bit. So, um, but just to get back to your question, I, I have an attention to detail. I, I, I love the little things, you know, um, I, I like to throw in a couple of baseball cards, you know, with a, a free pin that didn't cost much to produce, you know, and then I'll, if it's a returning customer and I know he's, he spent over hundreds of dollars in the last six months, I'll throw in some, some extra stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just, I, I, I built that template of, you know, pull package process, you know, ship and it became a, a template. Okay. Print the shipping slip, you know, write something personal in there. Hey, what's up? Good to see you. How are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. You know? Um, but it became a kind of just a labor of love to just, put everything into your product, you know, and that goes from the design to the sizing tag on the inside to if there's a sleeve print. Okay. What about uh, the back print? How many colors you go? It became one of those things where I was putting more attention to not just the shirt or the cap, but to also the shipping, what goes in the shipping, the bags, the, the mailers and stuff like that. The website, it was, it was becoming, a full-time hustle, you know, and it went, it kind of, it, it was kind of scary. I'm not going to lie. It, it's one of those things where, you know, you're, you're so in, in, engulfed in what's happening. You kind of have to step back and catch your breath. And that's kind of what happened to me. Um, I think 2018, we did a brewery tour, yeah. uh, which I'm sure you guys remember. And mm-hmm. it was insane. Yeah. It was four weekends back to back. We went, uh, Corpus, San Antonio, Dallas, ended in Houston. My daughter, I think was like a year and a half. My wife went for along for the entirety of the trip The Austin. I think we played a uh, San Antonio. We did San Antonio. And then the next day I had a baseball game in Austin. I play in a men's baseball league in Texas. And I didn't, I ended up doing a pop-up in Austin at the, at the <laughs> field, which actually did really well. But, um, we hustled for four weekends. I mean, I pulled, I pulled a 12 foot trailer. I mean, we stayed at friends' houses. We stayed at hotels. It was sketchy. Sometimes it wasn't, but, Um, I I love, I absolutely love, and I think there's a lot of future in it is, is the pop-up. Yeah. The pop-up itself, you have no overhead. I mean, maybe you're going to pay overhead for like the person who's hosting the event or the actual space you're using, but it's the pop-up that's so personal and lets the people come to you, walk in your space. You're able to greet them with a smile or a dap or a handshake or now Mm -hmm. a, fist bump you know 2020 right but i think people i i, I went to you know sneaker summits and other sneaker shows but this kind of goes back to like ninth and uh laces out you know days when i was doing that i would go to these sneaker events in san antonio and houston and people would you know have a table there with t-shirts mm-hmm. and uh those t-shirts those t-shirts were you know 20 25 bucks and uh, the brand owners were just, I, well, I shouldn't call them brand owners, but the people selling these t-shirts were just sitting behind the table on their phone. Uh, and to me, that stuck. You know, I always kept a file in the back of my head what not to do when I got to the level. And I think our first pop-up was at the Sneaker Summit in Houston. I, I have pictures. Bro, I had, I had banners. I had three banners for an eight-foot table. <laughs> I mean, I was out front of the table. It was it was chaotic, but I mean, I did I did great. That was my very first pop up in 2013, and from there, I just really prided myself on doing better when it came to pop ups every time. And well, you eventually have, you have eventually, man. yeah, we we got to the brewery tour, 
and I had four whiskey barrels. I had a 20 by 20 canopy tent. I had so much I was hauling around. So it wasn't even a pop-up anymore. It's basically like a mobile store. I was breaking down, setting up every time. So, yeah, the pop-up I think is definitely, and I, Elaine, I commend you on uh, Look Up for Local. I, I love what you're doing with that, and I think oh, that's so cool. You. So cool, and it, and it sucks that 2020 happened the way it did, but I think y'all did a, I think y'all's response to it, it seems like it was very, very successful um, and very smart. Like, you didn't let this pandemic keep y'all from, you know, going forward with it. So I, I, that's really awesome y'all still did that. Thanks, man. We're actually uh, doing another one. Um, yeah, our next Saturday. one is November. So we're already, actually, we just confirmed the vendors today. But yeah, I mean, for us, for me, we just wanted to keep the momentum going because I still, feel like for for me, I, I shop online. Like every day I'm yeah. shopping. Like that's not stopping. So <laughs> I knew that that people are still wanting to buy. And yeah. and people love pop-ups. You know, they just love the vibe. And as a matter of fact, when we went to your pop-up here at Lorelei, I was like, oh my God, this is such a fancy ass booth. <laughs> I mean, so and I feel yeah. like for me, like every pop-up, the, like the glow up is there. You know, it's like first it's like a six foot table and then it's like, oh, now we have like table covers. And then it's, you know, you just learn. I feel like you learn from each one. Yeah, you know, for sure. Um, what you, what cool things to add or freebies or and now we like to have totes, these complimentary totes at Loka for every uh, what for the first 100 shoppers. And yeah. so, um, yeah, so I, I, I remember going to your pop up here. and I was like, oh, my God, this is like top notch. So when you talk about passion it's evident in that brand like it's it. it's so noticeable and it like permeates on everything that you put out there's no half-assing clearly <laughs> with that brand you know it's funny too and, and I, I know this wasn't your intention uh but it's i bet you psychologically you're kind of like making people buy something <laughs> because <laughs> i know like i know when you ever walk into a i don't know like you go to a city and you're walking down like some strip whatever and you walk into this like boutique or something and like they just do like a badass job like everything's like awesome and like the shell yeah the and, build out yeah. yeah and then you're you don't want to just walk out and be like okay thank you <laughs> like, oh so, yeah for sure just just uh off you know initial perception and build out and the creativity that they went through you, you want to purchase something just off of that yeah, yeah exactly i'll take this yeah, pen right here yeah exactly <laughs> that has a lot to do with it. it's like i don't even like monster trucks but i'll buy one just because your build out looks so cool <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do I need a monster truck? Nope. Well, get nope. <laughs> I got 28 Hot Wheels exactly. now for no reason. <laughs> exactly. That's the funny. Yeah, man. I think I think that people take uh people take that extra time and effort to really put into their pop up. It shows, and it's going to show in sales. Also, of course, that's the whole reason why you're doing it. You know, but um, at the end of the day, I I never wanted to be that that guy sitting at the table, you know, on his phone with two T-shirts on the table and. Yeah, to me, no, I, I hear that. Yeah, to me, if 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 I'm going to I'm going to be a vendor somewhere, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're giving you a complimentary table," I say, "Okay, cool." I push the table, I push the table back, and I put two racks in front to where they have to walk into a mm -hmm. perimeter, greet me, say hello, or something like that, or make contact with me, you know, and actually make it a small entry, you know, at some point, just to change it up and keep it different. Yeah, you know, I definitely think if if you're not um, if you're not able to adapt 
and kind of do better than the person next to you, then I, I don't know. I guess you're kind of wasting your time. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just me. you're right. No, you should, you should always, and it's the same thing with like what Elena was just saying. Uh, it's evolving really. Like yeah. your booth always evolves. Cause like you guys are saying, you have new ideas or you know, you can do something better. And sometimes you're also just inspired, you know, by something yeah, else. You for saw, sure. Yeah. Which, which I think works out a lot. I, the reason I love, um, and thanks for mentioning what Elena does. I mean, those, those pop-ups are, are pretty crazy in themselves and then taking it to online was a whole nother thing and, and it worked out really well but i don't know how y'all did it man i, I remember hearing y'all's uh y'all's podcast around that time y'all were talking about oh yeah i gotta get the vendors tonight and <laughs> and i think Gerald, you were talking about tomorrow i'm gonna set it up online i'm like jesus how are they gonna do that <laughs> yeah man did you did you get a chance to go look at the website or no probably not. i didn't i okay. didn't know but i was just like i was, I was just listening to, i remember pulling it to work and like it was the end of the pop. It was the end of that show, and you were talking about what you're going to do the next day for the for the pop up. And I was just thinking to myself, how are they going to get so many vendors, the products on the site? And I mean, y'all did it, you know. And fucking that was yeah. just, that's just insane, man. I know. Uh, I told Elena this time. I was like, you have to help me. Like, I cannot do that again. <laughs> the the little things that we learned too, like, um, because it was 358 orders, I think, or something like that. Oh, wow. And we just bought those, um, we had mentioned before, we bought those big brown paper sacks like for groceries. Yeah. Well, I don't know why. I was like, all right, it'll take us like an, an maybe like 30 minutes to put all these out inside of uh, Hegemeyer's BBQ place. And uh, that's because the day before I pre-wrote the numbers on the little like index cards ready to staple them to the bags and shit. How did no, that go for you? <laughs> dude, I, it took me, her, and Jason, uh, the, the one of the owners, and we it took like an hour and 20 minutes just to put all the bags out. <laughs> It's like God. So just like yeah. the, that little that little stuff that we learned, and it was a lot of it was super <laughs> stressful for the first fifteen minutes. You know, and that idea, I remember I was in the shower and I was like, "How the fuck can we do loca, but safely and not do like and have it like?" I was just thinking about H E B curbside because I do that shit all yeah. the time. I was like, "How can we do that with loca and?" You know, Gerald and Gerald had preaches on like if you have an idea, just just spit it out. And then talk about it and just work it out. And so I'm like, okay. So I, I spit out that idea and we were just like, okay, how are we going to, and so we were just answering our own questions and then it just evolved to. We, we had thought about, we were actually going to do it at my sister's um, doctor's office. Cause he has his own, his own piece of property and on Everhart lot, yeah. and the building, the way the layout worked, it would have worked perfectly for like two lines of cars. And then I was like, okay, so do we do it? Like where they, we researched, like, do they come up to a space? And then they text their number and like, oh, we did all that. And I'm like, no, that's There's, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> everything, everything this year is makeshift. You know, it, yeah. it's almost like it, it, everything is shotgun. It's learn as you go. Exactly. There's nothing. There's, there's the, the amount of normalcy right now. And probably in 2021, I'm, I'm guessing is going to be very, very scarce. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, you know, but hey, and, real, and, real quick. Uh-huh. Y'all mentioned, y'all mentioned showers. I have to ask, how's the watermelon, the watermelon plant going? You know what? I was just <laughs> looking at her right now because I just took a shower and I was like, man, I think I need to put her in a smaller pot. I have this. The thing is, it's like I buy these plants and I'm like, I put them in a big pot when I when I became a, a new plant mom. And because I have the idea that they're going to like bloom into this like gorgeous and they will, but not so fast. And is that so the when, one that's hanging? Yeah. So when you I put, told you that thing's not growing. Well, I gave her some I gave her some food and she's doing OK, but I think she's too like. I, I need to move her into Dude, a Dude, that thing's pot. been there for, what, like months, Gerald, right? stop it. Hold on. So that thing's been there for months, and I I mean, I shower every day, so I'm looking at it, and I'm like, that thing has not grown 
at all. And I turned it yeah. because I noticed that it was going towards, towards the, the window. Sun. Yeah, towards and I'm like, the well, sun. let me turn it. So I turned yeah. it. And you then... probably killed it when you did that. Okay. Well, um, we went to we went to this place in the Heights uh, about a month ago called Buchanan Plant. So you heard of it? Uh uh-uh. uh Man, it is it is gorgeous. It's awesome. Um, you'll never want to buy plants anywhere else. Did place. you buy some? Well, we bought a fern for the shower, and I was telling my wife Bianca, I was like, "Look, we need to get a plant in the shower. It's really cool. We got a window. We can get some some sunlight in there." Yeah. So the lady at Buchanan was like, "Oh yeah, get a fern. Get this fern here. It's really great for for humidity." I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. It's black. Right? It's it's black. The plant is black right now. You know, <laughs> like, I, you know, I've <laughs> ferns. I've I've bought like three, and I've killed them for some reason. They yeah. just don't do good. You need a palm. That's what I have in my shower. A palm, and that that bitch is growing. Cause she loves humidity. <laughs> she loves the humidity up in there. Um, but yeah, ferns yeah. are, are kind of weird. I just can't keep one alive either. So I my gotcha. wife, become a, she's become a plant mom uh, this past couple of years. She'll be like, I have to go to home Depot to get a new bag of soil. I'm like, babe, there's a bag of soil in the shed. She's like, no, I have to go get a new one. I'm like, okay. She comes home and she gets her tools out of the shed and there's like two bags right there. And I'm like, I told you like, <laughs> I need new soap or a new plant, a new pot. You know, like, on oh, okay. on H uh, E V curbside, you can add plants to your order. <laughs> oh my god! Because I've, yeah. I've, I've added, I've added, I've even added soil. I'm like, oh, I need some dirt to my order. Someone just told me grow? this, but don't get mad, Elena, if it was you. But somebody just told me that at Lowe's, if oh, I think Omar told me told me this, you can return plants that die. Oh, I don't know about that. And they'll give oh, you like wow. a new one. I don't know about that. I swear to God. Wow. Like Omar told me that. He says mom does it all the time. You just keep your receipt uh, la and take the dead plant. Mm-hmm. And you're like, here, this one died. And they're like, okay, here you go. I think you have like a year. <laughs> a year? You have like a, it's like a ridiculous amount of time. Yeah. I'm wondering if they're betting. No, like we you... just put them in the compost. I'm like, oh, fuck <laughs> it. Here, put them in the wow. compost. Because we started composting and it's like, mm, whatever. I started that's, trying to that's compost. Been, that was that when COVID started. Uh, composting was part of my uh, my plans, and I ended up getting hooked on the whole barbecue thing. But that's still that's on my even plans better. To do for, yeah, <laughs> but we had so a little story. A couple of years ago, we went and bought three yucas from this place in Houston. Came back home and planted them in front of the house. Uh-huh. So we had a we had a rock a black rock bed, and it was so pretty. And we had these really nice Spanish daggers uh, yucas, and I didn't I didn't I really didn't put a good barrier between the rock and the dirt. So of course, two weeks later, here come the weeds, and weeds are terrible, especially when you're trying to kill them and get rid of them. Mm. You know, and little grass here and there. So my dumbass gets a bottle of some concentrated weed killer, and I sprayed all around it, and it was so oh, strong. It killed did the you yuca. kill the yucca? Yes, oh. and I felt so bad. And my wife was like, "Are you kidding me?" And I'm like, "I'm so sorry." I like. One of those times where you're you're just like I've, I've I have failed you as a husband. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but of course there was no weeds growing. <laughs> so you got rid of the problem. Silver lining. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the weeds. That's funny. That's so funny. Okay, I have some questions. I want to go back to. Um, we can come back to plants too later if we want. I got. <laughs> we should only talk about plants. The whole plant show. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> the, botan- like, the botanical art. The botanical hour. More champion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That they didn't even know the pl- about the plant daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so again, like you, in in my opinion, what you were doing with your brand and doing with it is um, is innovative in the fact that you're taking chances and risks and taking these leaps. And you talked about all that stuff. Summer 2017. I want to talk about this because it's a very intimidating thing when I explain to people what um, what 
video I'm talking about. So, and I say it's intimidating because some people are gonna be like, oh, I can't, I can't get anything like that. You, you had a video produced in summer 2017 to, la- to <laughs> launch um, one of you, to launch your collection. The video was, I'm gonna link it in the show notes and I want people to watch it. But it was, when I, I remember when you like posted that, I was like, oh my God. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. What, who, I was like, does he know someone that like I, all these questions because it is so well, like it's so badass. It got me so excited. Yeah. And then I found out because you posted who, who like on your website, you have who did it or on, you have yeah. it hosted on Vimeo. These people did, these people, uh, Bindery, yeah. right? In New York City. Yeah. Yep. Nike, Under Armour, Oakley, SeatGeek, Bose, like they they have all these big brands, big brands on their website today, and your video is in the middle with all those brands, like that's yeah, in their don't, portfolio. Don't, don't forget Ethan Hawke; he's a Texas treasure. Just so many. There were so <laughs> yeah, he is a Texas treasure. Um, he there's so many. Like the fact that your brand is still in there in the middle with all those. Not that they would like kick it out because it's badass. How did that happen? And why did you like, I'm going to assume you invested in that. You don't talk about how much it was, but why did you, why did you invest in it? How did all that happen? Tell me, I need to know. Okay. Um, I'm about to blow your mind. Are you ready? It was free. I paid nothing. <laughs> That's awesome. How did that happen? For, for guys to pull up, you, I'm sure you're in the business, red cameras. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Couple of, couple of red cameras floating around. I've always heard about them. Um, I, I remember doing like way back in the day, uh, Gulf Wars before like that we're doing Gulf Wars and I would sit down with video Dave from, from Purdue. So I'm not, I'm not even sure where he's at these days, but he would talk about red camera. He's like, bro, we need to get a red camera. I'm like, what are they? And I was, I was like 19, 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. So I always heard this myth about a red camera. And then these guys from binary like had them and I'm like, Whoa, that's the red camera. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, I'll never forget it. I think we were here at the house. And this guy, Eric Ryan Anderson, I want to say, reached out to me. He was like, hey, big fan of the brand. I, I'm really liking your aesthetic and what you're doing. You know, this is the company I work with. And we started going back and forth on Instagram for a couple of days. And uh, hold on. I'm like, my daughter's knocking the door. Yeah, yeah. This is the real life of Mark Champion. People. <laughs> Baby, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, hi, baby. I'm in the office. Daddy, What's your, you gotta tell me something. What's wrong? We want to know. <laughs> you need stickers? Like ninth inning stickers? One sticker? She just wants one sticker, guys. Is it a ninth inning sticker? Uh, <laughs> I have a I have a supreme sticker just sitting here. I'm just gonna give it to her. <laughs> there you go, baby. Have fun. Pizza, peace out. <laughs> She's awesome. So, um, okay. <laughs> me and Eric started going back and forth on social media on, on Instagram, and he's like, "Look, we're going to be in Dallas in a couple of weeks. Me and some buddies." He's like, "I want to shoot a, pas- a passion project," and I'm like, "What the hell is that?" And <laughs> the next day, after I agreed to it, he sends over a um, what's it called? Whenever somebody writes like the script for the shoot, um, a treatment. God. The treatment. He he sends over the treatment PDF, you know, file the treatment. I'm like, whoa, this is sick. Like, what am I gonna do? I gotta get my. I, gotta, I think the haircut. I have to like call my friends. You know, I'm like, holy shit, I'm running around circles. And he's they're flying in from New York and they're going to Dallas because the guy's a Dallas native. 
and it was him and two other buddies and we met in Dallas um, on a Friday and me and my best friend Turbo rode up there and man, it was so, it was like July, I want to say, and we were wearing like jeans and these like Ebbets long jackets that were just super hot. And of course the Ebbets wool flannel jersey, which was super hot for July, which I you wouldn't catch me wearing that thing in July. Um, I, I just remember the field, uh, the Revcon field there in, uh, in Dallas. It was just super hot. But um, he, he, we went to the barbecue. We went to a hard eight over in Capel and we sat down and he was like, look, man, like we work with a lot of big clients. We have a, we have a great time with it, you know, binary. Um, but right now, you know, I'm, I'm looking at what you're doing. I really want to focus in on a passion project. I said, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm totally down. That's why I'm here. And the next two days we shot, you know, we shot video. My buddy Arma from a sour grapes crew in Dallas. They're pretty, they're pretty well known. A graffiti crew, his son, I called him up and I was like, Hey, can we borrow Benny? And Benny was like, I want to say like eight years old or 10 years old. Now he's like 15 or something like that. I was like, we need Benny for a shoot. He's like, all right, bet. So he, you know, his mom dropped him off and that's Benny in the video, the little kid, the one that's uh, in the house is going down the stairs. No, the one with the baseball cap backwards and the white, the white shirt. Oh, okay. Okay. On the fence. That's Benny. That's Arma's son. Um, but a lot of the, a lot of that footage they shot on their own. Like that day, it was crazy. We went to on the Friday night. I remember we we went to a a baseball field that was having a game or a football field that was having a game, and the stuff the high school baseball field that was adjacent to it. It was pitch black. It was dark, and it was just kind of the glow from the football field was enough light for the baseball field. So me and Turbo are there hanging out, you know, and they're shooting photos and we're just doing our thing, you know, swinging a bat around and stuff like that. And I started to think like, this isn't going to look cool. Like, what are we doing? We're just, we're just kind of looking like idiots and whatever. <laughs> Turbo was like, no, nah, man, this is cool. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be fine. And I, I started having my doubts at first. And then the next morning they actually shot a lot of that stuff, like in the batting cages and mm-hmm. with the, uh, that, that older catcher and a lot of the players, they shot on their own the next morning. And then the next day we linked up for a, uh, for the field again, another field. But the cool thing about that is at the very end of the video, you can see like five or six home plates kind of yes. flash. Yeah. They went to like five or six different fields and got that footage. Dude. I mean, and when they sent me the, about a week later, they sent me the, the final cut and I was just blown away. I was like, wow. Like, I can imagine. How, how, like, how did I, how did I go from, you know, being in my, my, my wife's 97 apartment down the street, being in our little apartment with boxes full of gilded shirts to having this company, like you said, that's doing all these, you know, these products for Nike and Under Armour to, you know, basically this guy just saw me and he was like, yo, I want to, I want to help you out. I want to like work with you. Ever since then, it was great. Um, I ended up giving him a Mitchell. I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, let him do it for free. So I get, we actually did a project with Mitchell Batco from, yeah, from why is Mitchell Becker? I want to say from it's, uh, up north, somewhere in Ohio. Yeah. yeah, he's in the Midwest. I forget. He's in the, oh Cincinnati. I want to say. Okay. Um, but anyways, me and Mitchell Becker did a uh, a project back in I want to say thirteen, and it was just these really cool striped bats. Uh, and I have three of them hanging in my living room, and I had the prototype with me, and I ended up giving it to them as like a, a you know a thank you, you know, the least I can do, and they're really blown away, and I think it's still hanging up in Bindery's office in New York right now. Wow. Um, yeah. So that's that's amazing. What a cool story. <laughs> so what I gather from that, man, is that like, I mean, 
that's Jack, that's just a testament to like how well mm-hmm. you were doing with everything you were putting into your brand, the details in order for like, in order to catch the eye of, of someone like that. And then that, I mean, passion projects are cool. Like everyone has one, yeah. but that dude decided to like make yours his. And that's, I have so much more to say about that, but I don't, <laughs> my, my question to you is like, how many times did you feel like you had to say thank you to that guy? Oh, I was, <laughs> hundred percent humbled, you know, that somebody would go out of their way, fly across the United States to meet me. Yeah. And want to shoot and use their, their equipment and time and manpower and knowledge and skills and patience and, and basically money. Cause that's what it is. That's what it was. It was money they could have been doing from making somewhere else. Yeah. And they did that, you know, and I'm just, I'm, I, I still, I sit back and I think about it. I'm like, wow, these, they didn't have to do that. That was, that was a, a blessing. You know, that, that, there's no other way to call it. It's a blessing what it was. And, I mean, that video changed a lot, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> we've done a lot of videos in the past, you know, work with other people, and, and we've done small promo videos here and there, you know, one-minute clips here and there. But when they when they did that for us, it, I think it really put us on a different level. Um, <laughs> there were certain moments within the brand's, like, run that were super strong highs. Like, for example, the first year we're in business, the Houston Nationals called us. And they were like, hey, we see your brand. It's really awesome. Come out and meet us. Come meet our uh, creative team. Come walk the field. Come tell us what you're doing. And I went. And then I stood in the field. I'm wearing, like, khaki pants and, like, this cool jacket. And I'm like, well, and I look back now, and I'm like, why Why are you wearing that? You're going to a damn baseball field. I don't, <laughs> you're not going. And I was still young in the, I was still young in the business. I, I didn't really know what to do, what to wear. You know, mm-hmm. I was so nervous. You don't want to disrespect you know? anyone. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. Do I shake your hand? Do I give you a head nod? Yeah. But it's yeah. times like those, you know, and the, and the bindery thing, you know, and, and certain pop-ups that there are certain times in the brand's time, timeline that really catapulted us to that next level. And I think those moments are the ones you lean on. You're not really looking for that next moment, so to say. It just happens, mm-hmm. and when it does, you know what when it, you know what it is, and it, it always happens organically. It's not a force; it's always on its own. Whether it's somebody coming in wanting to help you out financially, or it's somebody wanting to buy your stuff, post it, and the next thing you know, you've got a hundred orders because this athlete or celebrity is wearing it. Um, we. I think one of the last moments we had back in 18 was I had Troy. Are y'all familiar with Troy Garrity from uh, the actor? No. Which one's that? He's in, uh, he's in like barbershop. He's in HBO ballers for rock. Oh, okay. Uh, the face. Yes. Then, but I, cause I watch so, ballers and all. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. He plays, uh, he plays the agent. Um, I forget his name in the show, but he just started following me on Instagram. I'm like, what the hell? Like <laughs> this can't be, this can't be the real Troy, Troy Garrity. We go back and forth, and he's just saying, like, yo, your brand's really tight. I like it. And I'm like, dude, I came in front. Like, let me just float your package. Like, screw it. And he's wearing it to, like, the all-star game in L.A. And he's <laughs> posting it. He's working out with, like, athletes. And he's posting I'm like, okay, cool. Like, badass. And it, it's just times like that that really stuck out. And I think if, if you're not really open and able to recognize those times as a brand owner – I think you kind of need to step back and just kind of take a look at the broader picture that even though you're having rough times and even though your sales are low or you're doing pop-ups and you're kind of losing money versus making money, I think sometimes 
there's an opportunity there that you can't really recognize until you kind of step back and kind of look at the broader picture. And that's kind of what I needed to do. And mm-hmm. I was at that time, I was really focused on online sales and pushing, pushing that and not so much pop-ups, mm-hmm. you know, more running on, online sales. We have, we have products sitting here when you get rid of it. So my focus for like six months was sell, 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 you know, free shipping this, buy to get one free type thing. And I wasn't really looking at other stuff that was happening, you know, but, um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun, uh, fun couple of years. Wow, man. Um, so, so many highs that you were just talking about. And, and I think it's a perfect kind of segue to now talk about the fact that the brand's paused, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, it is. so it's paused now. Tell us about that. What's going on? So it goes back to summer 2018. We did the pop-ups. We did the, the brewery tour. We went to four different breweries in Texas. Um, I've been doing, I've been, I've, I had been doing pop-ups with eighth wonder brewery here in Houston since I think the jump and we did some with Sigma. We always, I always love doing, um, small business Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think November, I want to yeah, say it's November. The Saturday. After Saturday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So like, my last small business Saturday I did, I went to Paralyn Coffee. I live in Paralyn, which is just a suburb of Houston. We went to this really nice coffee shop down the street, Paralyn Coffee Roasters. We did a pop-up there from like 6 a.m. to I think 9 a.m. And then we packed up and we went to East End Barber, which is my best friend Ryan's barbershop in mm-hmm. the East End of Houston. Mm-hmm. We went there from I think 11 a.m. till 5 p.m. Packed up there and went to Sigma Brewery from like, 6 p.m. to like midnight. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So I was I was doing the most, I, and you know the sales were, were, were reflecting, you know, all that stuff. So I was fine with it. And it was great. I was I was really going above and beyond. I think my daughter was maybe like a year and a half or two years old, but I was really priding myself on wanting to do that. You know, I, I love like I told you earlier, I love the idea of the pop up. Mm-hmm. A makeshift shop, you know, you, you come in, you do your thing, you get out, you know. Um, and I did that, and I did the brewery tour the following year, and I said, you know what, we're not going to do just one brewery. We're going to do four cities, or it's going to be a traveling pop-up. And every city I'm going to, I'm going to bring a vendor from that city or from Houston with me, do a cross-market thing, even mm-hmm. though they're, they're, they're a vendor, they're not baseball-related, it's okay because their market's going to cross the line. They're going to make new customers. I'm going to make new customers. And that's that. Yeah. So I brought along East End Barber. I brought along uh, uh, my friend Edwin. He does uh, pomade here in Houston. Um, I brought along, who else? Uh, Muchilla. Ivan from, uh, from, from Muchilla here in Houston. Mm-hmm. And we went to, gosh, we went to Houston. We did Houston at the very end, but we started in Corpus. And then San Antonio, Austin the next weekend, and then Dallas, and then we ended it in Houston. And I'm not going to lie, I was tired of shit after those four weekends. I bet. And then during, during, you know, through the week, I was having to go to work. And while I'm at work, my mind is on the pop-up, you know, what are we going to do in Houston? Is everybody lined up? I was also organizing everything. So I was the liaison for six different vendors in every city, the DJ, the music, the food. You know, it, it was kind of a lot. Yeah, and I guess the best way to sum it up is I got burned out. Yeah, I got I got bur- I, I I got burned out, and we went to Mexico for a wedding um, a couple weeks later. And my, I told my wife at the time, I said, "Look, I, when we get back, I kind of want to stop. She said, stop what? I, I want to kind of just pause till next year." She said, "The brand." I said, "Yeah." She said, "Okay, you know, I support you." So 
and that's what we did. We came home and I kind of ran a couple of cells and I didn't put anything out. And it, it's been since, um, summer 2018 was the last run that we did. And I think a lot of it too, also, I'm not going to lie is when you get familiar with, with a printer and that printer, um, has minimums and you got to re up, but you only want like six shirts and mm-hmm. the minimums are like 25, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I think the learning curve of, of dealing with printers and dealing with minimums kind of put a bad taste in my mouth as far as having stuff left over. I, I know y'all do direct, uh, yeah, direct garment. Yeah. Direct garment, which is really cool. And I wish I would have learned about that from the early, from early on. Um, I don't know. It's not the same feel as yours though. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's different. You know, you kind of have to gamble about having products on the shelf, you know, like, um, like right now I'm looking at like probably a couple of dozen t-shirts and then I have a buddy, Ryan, uh, from here in Houston, his family, his family's from Cuba. And I always tell him, dude, give me an address. I want to send your family in Cuba, like a bunch of baseball shirts. And, you know, that's kind of what I want to do. I want to donate them to somebody who really needs them because at this point I'm not trying to make profit off these shirts from two years ago, which I know is kind of stupid to think, but, um, not really, man. No, not at all. So, so, you know, 2018 is over <clears throat> and, um, 2019 approaches and I was looking to take the year off. And then I had a project lined up with Paraline coffee roasters that fell through. So I was like, nah, you know what? I'm really going to take it off. And before I would come home and I would sit in the office for four hours and I would kind of close the door. And my daughter was like a year and a half, a year old. And that hurt. That hurt a lot because I realized like I go spend eight, nine hours at work and then I come home and I do ninth inning for four hours. I'm taking more away from me being a dad. Mm -hmm. And when I stopped and I kind of like looked at what I was doing, it it shocked me, you know, it kind of hurt to just to know that I was doing that. So now, you know, 2019 I was able to pick her up from school or I go to the gym and then pick her up and then come home, make dinner, hang out on the couch. You know, we play, you know, I wasn't locked in a room on conference calls or trying to send emails to a printer here or trying to get this person, you know, it was, I was kind of just brought down to, to this level of, of, you know, appreciating what I have in front of me. And I'm not saying I don't appreciate the brand or what it's done for me, but I think my dad, my dad, Senses kicked in, if you want to say that. And um, 2019, I, I, I just kind of got away from the brand, and everyone, and I could tell you a dozen times a week, somebody was messaging me or asking me for something, or, <laughs> hey, when are, you, when are you restocking this uh, this cutthroat, you know, ninth inning jacket that you only made 14 of and sold out in two hours? When are you restocking that? <laughs> <laughs> and believe it or not, yeah, I mean, that's, that's another story is we, we did a collaboration before they were East End. There were cutthroat yeah. barbers here in Houston, and we did 14 jackets, and I think four of them were sold before the event, and we sold 10 in person, and they were gone in an hour. And to this day, I'll get messages like, hey, when are you, when are you restocking that jacket from like four years ago? And I'm just like, dude, we're not going to do that. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. I so remember 2019 nice. was, yeah. <laughs> 2019 was kind of like just a, a learning phase, I guess you can say, just a time off. And I enjoyed it. And I, I had plans at the end of the year to come back in spring of 2020. You know, and I had some stuff lined up. I had some ideas. I was working with my designer, Matt Worthy. Uh, who's now in San Diego, but at the time he was in Seattle um, about some stuff I wanted to do and he was down with it and it was 
you know, we were going to launch, man, we're going to do some, some cool stuff. And then COVID happened. And I said, well, let's just pump the brakes, like, hold on. You know, I don't think right now is a good time to, to jump back in the ring. And then, you know, and that was it. But um, I do miss it. <clears throat> I miss it a lot. I miss the uh, the in-person ability to connect with somebody over a brand like Ninth Inning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you're able to talk to someone, not so much for the purpose of making a sale, but just to hear their story and their love of baseball, that part I miss. Um, I miss the build out of the pop-ups, even though it was a pain in the ass sometimes. It was always great at the end of the day when you're looking back at your banner and your pop-up and everything looks so cool. You know, it's just kind of a, one of those things that just kind of gives you gratitude, you know, but, um, yeah, I definitely do miss it. Wow, man. Well, thanks for sharing that with us, dude. That was such uh, a personal and vulnerable story and honest, really. Yeah. And I think a lot of our listeners can relate to that as well. Yeah. It's definitely not, it's not, it's not easy. Like if, if, if it was easy running a t-shirt brand, anybody could do it, but y'all can, I mean, y'all, yeah. are, y'all can assess this. It's not an easy job. It's, it's a side hustle. And we've yeah. said it's that It's a side before. hustle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That turns into a full-time gig and it's like, you're at work at your career, at your job, you're nine to five and you're doing, you know, ninth inning stuff, you know, during your lunch or even during hours, you know, and it's like, it, it turns into one of those things that it just, it, it, it blossoms and it blossoms for a reason. But I mean, I never wanted to be a t-shirt company. I never wanted it to just be that. I wanted it to be so much more, you know, with the product and the, and the actual items themselves. You know, I never saw us just being strictly t-shirts or caps. You know, I saw us doing pennants. I saw us doing baseball bats. I saw us doing pints, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and I, we, and we did all that, you know, and people still post their pine glasses or they'll, they'll post their baseball bats. Or they'll post their pennants that they have, you know, we, Early on, we got really good with um, Oxford Pennant from Buffalo, New York. You know, they're great people, Dave and Brett, and now they're huge. Um, and we were some of their first early clients. You know, we were doing a lot of pennants with them early on. And I think we did probably like six or seven different designs over the years. And those pennants just sold so quick. Yeah, they um, actually, we saw them. They, um, did we see them at they, South By? Yeah, they go to South By and they've yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're, they're really cool. Yeah. yeah, they're great people, man. They're so cool. You did baseballs too. Like you did, like, I did but, yeah. How could yeah. I forget? Uh, <laughs> my buddy, my buddy Will Peebles with Huntington uh, Baseball. So he's from somewhere up in Massachusetts, over by Boston, and he does these handmade baseballs um, that are just incredible. Um, they're not like print; they're actually like, like etched in, like lasered in. I guess you can say. Right? He uses a uh, a press. You know, he makes these really awesome looking baseballs, and those are another item that just I can't keep them in stock. They, they go so quick. But um, the idea was to never just stick to one thing. It was just more of an array of items that, you know, not necessarily baseball related, but I wanted it to be not corny, I guess, because there's a lot, I'm not going to say the name of the company, but there's a big company out there. I'm sure everyone knows that's <laughs> just doing, oh, that's a thermos. You know, that's a, that's a cool thermos igloo. Let's just put a logo on it and sell it for 200 bucks every Thursday morning. That's, you know. <laughs> I yeah. didn't want to. I didn't want to turn into that, but I also want. I, I just didn't want to, you know, just stick to one item, you know. But I think yeah. you know, pints are kind of based related because you can drink a beer while watching the game and stuff like that. So yeah, man. No, totally. I totally get it. Well, I I feel like, um, I mean, you you will come back eventually when, when the time's right. You're ready. When you're ready. Right? 
But it sounds like you've got some designs already in the pipeline that we were working on, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, and Matt Matt Worthy, he's uh, he's my designer. He's a super busy guy, but the guy he uh, he used to work for Microsoft. He used to do Xbox stuff, and then he got on with Sports Illustrated, and he was doing that for a while. And he, whenever I met him, he was doing Sports Illustrated ninth inning. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden he's like, yo, I got a job with the Padres. I was like, what is bad boy? He's like, no dude, like I'm the designer for the Padres. Now. I'm like, Holy yeah, shit. Bad boy. Bad boy. <laughs> Which would be so great. They <laughs> Not knocking so they it. Moved, <laughs> they moved to San Diego, you know, and, and it was just like, we went and visited them last, last year and they're great people, man. And, um, he's no longer with the Padres anymore. He's, he's back to doing freelance, but that was really cool that he was, able to get a taste of major league design and stuff like that um we love san diego we were there oh it's the best best we were there in in december oh so much fun the The, the weather yeah yeah the weather there is perfect i mean it's it's unreal how beautiful that city is and like the chicano culture like oh Oh, i just love it i love it love it love it so that's cool. such a cool place. I wish there was refineries in San Diego. We moved in in a heartbeat. I get a chance for some company, <laughs> but that place is unreal. And the I food know. there, the food, the, the yes. food there is probably some of the best food I've ever had. Yeah, man, so absolutely, good. absolutely. Um, all right. So this is another last segue into. So you're not doing ninth inning anymore, and we know why. Uh, you will do it again when the time's right. But you mentioned before that, like, if you're not doing something creative, you're just gonna go nuts, probably. So. You've been posting like a shit ton of barbecue pictures, man. You've been like throwing down with like so many cows are dead right now because of you. Vegans, vegans hate me right now, man. You see me? What? Um, uh, my, my, my wife's best friend's a vegetarian and she'll see my photos. And, I, and I, every time I post it, I'm like, I wonder if Christina's looking at that. <laughs> That's so funny, man. Um, well, t- so is, is that what you like had to get? You said it was either going to be that or uh, I forgot what you had said earlier that it was going to so, be. Yeah. Yeah, um, so my I'm sorry, my my daughter's singing "Let It Go" right now. No, no, no. <laughs> um, sidebar: I tried getting her to watch Hamilton the other day, and she couldn't sit still. I I don't see how kids really could. I get it. My wife, she can I can put that on and she'll watch <laughs> it forever. But yeah. So um, yeah, it was back in March. I got furloughed. Uh, of course, everybody knows what happened, you know, and when the yeah. price of oil goes down, uh, headcount goes down. And unfortunately, in Houston, Texas, uh, oil, oil and gas pretty much dominant for everything here. So my wife's in oil and gas. I'm in oil and gas. And um, price of oil dropped. I think March 20th, it went down to like less than a dollar. And everyone's freaked out. Yeah. And I'm on the uh, I'm on the back end of it. So I see more of the production side, not so much the, uh, the fracking and all that stuff, but I'm on the refinery side. And... I get furloughed, you know, and myself and I'm, I'm in a, a supervisor over another dozen guys. So my, I, myself and half the crew get furloughed and we're sitting at the house. Of course, we're getting unemployment. I like good stuff and it's fine. My wife's able to work from home too. My daughter's home from school. Her school's closed. We don't want to, you know, it was, it was April, it was March, April, May, where we didn't know what was going on. We were just, we we're freaking out. We we're going to HB with like, you know, catcher's masks, you know, and yeah. like trash bags over. It. We're just so scared of everything. Yeah, yeah. You know? And like I said earlier, like back in January, February, I got up with Eddie and, and I started taking photos for him and talking with him more. And I always had a love for barbecue. Uh, my dad taught me how to grill and he taught me how to barbecue, but he never taught me how to smoke. And yeah. 
So it goes back to my childhood. Uh, y'all from Corpus originally? I am. Alicia I'm not. I'm Eagle from Pass. Eagle Pass. Okay. Okay. I got you. So um, in Robstown, growing up, there was this barbecue spot called Joe Cotton. Yeah. I never Joe had Cotton. it. Burned down. Cool, I know. Man. I know it did, but I. Bro, I so, I'm yeah. telling you, Joe Cotton's is like, it's just the epitome of what like South Texas just the most purest form of barbecue barbecue you can get. You walk in, the waiters and waitresses are wearing like long sleeve white shirts buttoned all the way up. They're serving you on, on white wax paper. I mean, everything from what I can remember, you know, we'd go with my grandma and my grandpa when we made the grade or somebody's birthday, it was either King's Inn over mm-hmm. in Kingsville or it <laughs> yeah. was Joe Cotton's. And either way, we're going to win. I mean, you know, all of us are like, hell yeah, it's either seafood or barbecue. We don't, we don't, we don't care, whatever. <laughs> so, um, I fell in love with Joe Cotton's and, and the craft of barbecue from there like stuck with me throughout all the years. And, you know, I never really took it serious, but I always, you know, made it a trip. We'd always get with friends, you know, Garrett and Audrey would go out with us. We'd go to like Lockhart and we'd meet at like 12 of us were like, you know, out there in Lockhart from like Corpus and Austin and Houston. And on a Sunday, we just take barbecue trips. We meet up with our friends, you know, in different cities and eat barbecue and there we would go home. You know, it was kind of a thing. Yeah. You know, and, um, Fast forward to this year, I'm furloughed, I'm sent to the house, and I told my wife, like, hey, I'm going to go to HB. I'm going to buy some, like, $12 rack of pork ribs, I'm going to see what happens. She's like, okay, have fun. <laughs> I said, all right, here we go. So I go to HB, and I'm doing my thing, and I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. I was actually talking to my buddy Adam last night about it, like, because he's getting into it, and I told him, like, I gave him pointers, I'm like, dude, my first, my first cook was terrible. I was like, I, I showed him pictures, I was like, dude, this is what happened. You know, but I, I brought those ribs home and I smoked them. I think I did them like three hours, like 340 degrees, which is terrible in the pit. And I had a, I had a, a basic, you know, it was just a basic um, griller. It was not, it was from Home Depot, I think for like 200 bucks. It was your average barbecue pit. But I learned how to offset the, the coals and I learned how to smoke like that. Um, and it worked fine, you know, but um, I fell in love with it. And I was doing it at least like three or four times a week. You know, and my wife eventually was like, I am sick and tired of barbecue. <laughs> and the more and more she said that, the more and more I cooked. We had, we had, we had barbecue for lunch today. We had Blood Brothers from, uh, from here in Houston. It was, it's so good. They're, it's Vietnamese influenced Tex Mex. It's unreal how good it is. Oh, that uh-huh. sounds um, amazing. <laughs> it's, it's brisket fried rice. Come on. Oh, oh shit. Blood Bros, Blood Bros is like, is on a totally different level than anybody else when it comes to like ingenuity. But I, I started doing it myself, you know, and I started cooking more and everyone's like, oh, you can do a brisket. And I was always so scared to do a brisket, you know, and it took me a very long time to consider it. And I was doing beef ribs. I was doing pork butts. I'd end up doing a, a beer can chicken. I did a lot of pork ribs. I ended up doing beef dinosaur ribs. My first time doing beef dinosaur ribs. I was so scared because they're so expensive. Um, but I ended up coming out great. Okay, and, good. I mean, <laughs> I ended up coming out really good. But, you know, um, it was my way of kind of just getting my creativity out, you know? Yeah. Um, if I'm not in the garage building something or doing something, I have to be in the office doing something or I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm doing photography here. Or I'm shooting photos over here for this person. I'm, I'm constantly having to just get that creativity juices just out of me somehow. Yeah. Um, and barbecue was my avenue and I did it and it's becoming like, it's becoming a real thing, you know, now in, back in May, I guess it was national barbecue month and I had posted, this is kind of funny. Another one of those things that just happens out of the blue. I posted a, uh, I think it was a picture of my, 
it was dinosaur ribs, it was plate ribs. I think I had them on butcher paper, and I think the caption was like uh, paperweights or barbecue paperweights <laughs> or something like that. And Yeti posted it. <laughs> Yeti, Yeti reached out to me like, hey, cool picture. Can we, can we repost it? I'm like, sure, go for it. I guess. They reposted it. <laughs> and then I got like so many new followers, and that's great and all. And then a couple weeks later, it was National Barbecue Month, so I think Yeti was doing the tag us, you know, Yeti barbecue, you know, you know, whatever. And my photo was reposted, and you know, I think they only shared like out of the entire month. I think they shared maybe five photos, and they posted two of mine. Wow, dude! And it was just, and, and I definitely didn't get into it for the notoriety or like the you know Yeti right. whatever affiliated, yeah. but it was. It was just cool to see that you know I would I would grab a rib and I tell Bianca to grab the camera to take a picture of holding it. And, it's just, you see the bark, you see the smoke ring, you see the meme, and it's just, you know, I was able to, to take, you know, photography and take pictures of barbecue, and I said, you know what, I'm just going to do it myself, and I posted it, and they posted it again, and it got, you know, it got pretty pretty big, and everybody was asking, oh, you're, you're sponsored by Yeti now. I'm like, no, I'm not sponsored by Yeti, but I do buy a lot of their products, so, like, everyone that comes over, like, oh, Yeti Cooler, Yeti Ball Cap, you must be sponsored, and I just kind of lost about it, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's it's my grandma actually. I haven't seen her in a, in a while. She's coming uh, next weekend, and my dad's like, "Dude, hey, your grandma's coming to, to Houston because my parents live here in Houston." Also, she's uh, my grandma's still in Corpus. He's like, "Hey, your grandma and your aunt are coming to Houston. You want to do a brisket?" And I was like, "Hell yeah!" So oh, I called him. I called so him. <laughs> so I'm I'm nervous. Like I'm 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 so fucking nervous. I'm sorry to make cuss, but like I'm I'm so. Like nervous because uh, cooking have you for my grandma to this podcast is like, before we cuss. <laughs> <laughs> cooking cooking for my grandma is like the ultimate like the ultimate boss at the very end of the video game. Like that's the ultimate like person you gotta like win. Yeah. You know, if I can convince my grandma this is good food, like I'm 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 gonna cry. <laughs> like she's my my grandma like taught my dad how to cook. My dad taught me how to cook. Yeah. So it's just one of those things that like this is my way of paying homage to her. Let me cook for you what I'm best at doing. Right, yeah. you know. So, um, I was using a like I said, I was using a, a basically a barbecue grill to offset the coals and all that good stuff. And I was bugging my wife for for months. I was like, "Hey, I need a smoker. We need to just go ahead and purchase a smoker. It's for the house, it's for the family. We need to do it." She was hesitant, and finally, <clears throat> she saw how popular it was getting and how much I was loving it and, and spending time doing it and researching. She said, "Go ahead and find one." I said, "All right, cool. Thank you." So we're there, you know, and I'm looking and I'm looking out online and I'm like, I don't want these store-bought pits, you know, but I found one, um, from a guy who was selling it up, up North Houston. He paid a ridiculous price to have it custom made. I'm talking just an outrageous number for a custom made barbecue pit with a 20 by 20 smoke box, firebox. And, uh, I got it for dirt cheap, wow. brought it home, oiled it up. And I think the first thing I smoked on it was. Uh, a brisket. I did three briskets for my for my wife's company, and uh, it went really well. I babysat them for like fourteen hours, and I mean, it was just one of those things that it's a labor of love, yeah. you know. Wow. And um, yeah, so well, I'm definitely your 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 uh, weekend barbecue enthusiast. <laughs> if you can call me that now. I I feel like I feel like when you were telling your wife that you needed to get a smoker, like you had to get one. I feel like you're like, look, either I get one or I'm gonna get a welder, learn how to weld. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get exactly. into welding, and you're gonna have to deal with that. <laughs> and I, well, I, I that was another thing is I work around a lot of welders at, at where I'm at, and I had easy capability of just calling up one of those guys and like, hey, can you build me a pit? You know, but <laughs> I, I lucked out, man. I I found me a really good one, and um, I've been learning. I've been doing this. I'm, 
of course, I'm always going to make mistakes, but I'm, I'm learning new stuff. And guys like Eddie, you know, who are just inspiring me and, and you know, what, what, what he's doing, you know, is, is really cool. And I'm able to kind of just leech, not so much, you know, copy what he's doing, but kind of just be influenced by, by sure. his, yeah. you know, his motions and stuff like that, you know, but yeah, man, it's been fun. It's been, it's been a great, you know, great experience, a great time doing it. And I'm spending more time in the backyard, you know, and Mary's my daughter, she comes out there and she, you know, her favorite thing is my barbecue. She, you know, on a Tuesday, she'll come home from school and she'll be like, daddy, I want your barbecue. And I'm like, just wait till Saturday. Oh, that's great, man. That's really, really cool. Well, um, one thing that I want to say before we wrap up is I definitely want to, um, Elena had wrote a note here, but you are always welcome uh, when you're ready to for Loka. Loka for Loka. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank Anytime. you so much. We have a huge, we have a pretty good fan base still in Corpus, and I, I, I do appreciate that. that. That means a lot to me. Yeah, absolutely. I would for love sure. To. You're going to have to That's fit in a 10 awesome. by 10 space, though. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, it's cool. I'm just going to make two stories. <laughs> no, I, I, I'll probably show up with like a floating pop up. It's oh, my gosh. Like, a That's parade. Hilarious. He's gonna come with a parade. Yeah, it's gonna be like on the back of my truck with the like, hooks being... and shit, the Corpus Christi <laughs> hooks and everything. Oh my yeah, god! Man. Ninth inning had a we two-story were... pop-up. <laughs> 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 the top story is just like a base, like it's like a, a like a pitching, like a baseball simulation upstairs. Right. Like that. But he has a yeah, batting cage. Batting cage. <laughs> it's a batting so cage, funny. you know, or something like that. Did you see the basement? They had a basement. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> no, man. But for real, you're always welcome. Um, I really enjoyed this chat, man. I think I think for our listeners, it was really cool to hear. Like everything kind of just flowed. It. Your entire story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is really cool. I'm excited. And relatable. You, yeah, yeah. I'm excited when you come back. I really am. Uh, I'm excited to keep seeing all your barbecue pictures because that that stuff's <laughs> really cool. I want to encourage everyone who's listening to um to check you out. Do you still have? Do you have an email sign up on Ninth Inning? I do. Website. It's definitely when you when you go to the website, the yeah. sign up's still there. Uh, it's dot com. Uh, social media across the board. It's at ninth inning tx. Um, yeah, you never know. When we're gonna come back and, and and drop something out of the blue. So I do appreciate uh, you guys including me on this. I'm a big fan of the podcast. <laughs> um, I love the Ugmunk episode. That was great. I've been following that guy for a long time. Oh my god! And when I got doing, him on, I was blown away. <laughs> I love the, the Beyonce. Yeah, I love the botanical talk. I love y'all guys. When y'all guys talk about customers that suck or, you know. Remember, Gerald, that's how I reached out to you. I was like, yo, I have some similar story just like that. Maybe we'll save it for next time, you know. But I've had yeah. I've had people that just straight up, like, just don't get it, you know. And it's like social media is a platform not just to reach out for to customers, but it gives them the opportunity to get in your face anytime. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think we should have you come back for a. We'll we'll do a big cheese episode and we can share customer stories that you're willing to share. I will gladly. <laughs> I will gladly put on my cap in that, in that mix. Trust me. I've got I've got one story that will blow your mind. But yeah, well, well, we'll say that now. The audience is going to be like, oh, I can't wait till he comes <laughs> Sorry, back. Sorry, I have to wait. That is so cool, man. Well, I'm going to put all your all your handles and everything in the show notes. But definitely, yeah, people can check out what they just uh, heard you say. But for real, um, thank you so much for. For being on the call with us, man. We're gonna hang. Um, don't hang up. But when we say bye, <laughs> you know, don't hang up. We'll edit it out. But anyway, um, thanks again, Mark. Really appreciate it, man. Thanks, thanks guys. Mark. All right. Bye, guys. So that was our interview with Mark Champion. That was amazing. Uh, there was so much. <laughs> There's so much good stuff in that interview. I was inspired again. Like he's not even doing the brand right now, but he will. 
again, I'm just inspired for my brand again, just from listening to that. It was just a like it was real talk. Hashtag real talk. Hashtag real talk and a tease of plant talk. Yes. I could have talked to him forever about plants and barbecue. I, I can imagine. Um, and wow. life. Well, yeah. I mean, we hope you guys got something out of that. If you didn't, I don't know how you can't, at least if you weren't even inspired by it. Come on now. Come on. Um, and then all that talk of brisket. Go follow all his links and sign up for real for the newsletters like ninthinningtx.com. Uh, yeah. Spelled out ninth, ninthinningtx.com. And then ninthinningtx on Instagram, like you said. And then Mark underscore champion. You can literally see all the food that he's been talking about looking amazing. So very that's cool. It. That's it, guys. It's a great podcast. Thanks for listening. We appreciate each and every single one of you. Hasta la próxima. Bye, everyone.